What do you do when confronted with a challenge in life, as we all are from time to time? Do you question your self-worth and doubt the value you add to this world? Or do you recognize your own imperfections and love yourself just as you are? Flawed, but strong. Willing to take a risk, put yourself out there, and be your authentic self. The choice belongs to you. This is Confident Closers with Anna Maria Sanin. Here we are. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> All right. So um, for those of you who are tuning in right now, welcome to the Confident Closers. My name is Anna Maria Sanin, and I am your host. Um, today, I have a really special guest. Uh, her and I met maybe, I don't know, I think it's been like seven, eight years ago in a very unique, unique circumstance as we were both seeking and looking for ways to really like get our dream out and, and build that business and and, and, and that idea that we've had for so for so long. And so um, without telling you guys too much until uh, we get to it, um, Natalie, you guys are going to love her story and what she's been able to accomplish. However, it hasn't been easy, just so you guys know. There's always challenges. It doesn't matter who you are. As long as you are in this human body, you're always going to have challenges and you're going to have to overcome them. Or you can choose to be a victim and don't overcome them, which I don't suggest that at all. Anyhow, so um, I just want to tell you guys real quick, I am the uh, owner of Confident Closers Branding and Consulting. And so go ahead and check out the website, AnnaMariaFanning.com. There you can find more about me. You can find more about the team and what we do. Um, so with that said, let's get into our interview today. All right. So hold on. I just had your bio up here. So let me just pull it up again. Um, like Natalie's just like, okay, wait, when am I talking? No, it's <laughs> All right, guys. So. Natalie Delgado, she is the CEO of Deals with Dignity, a real estate investment company. And uh, she is the founder, of course, CEO, Deal with Dignity, real estate investment. Natalie, real estate firm, buys investment properties in Florida and North Carolina, and pretty soon will be nationwide. Wow. Currently, Natalie has 43 multifamily rental units and buys, renovates, and sells four to five properties per month. Whoa, girl. <laughs> 43 multifamily rental units. You are going to have to tell us about that because you're barely 30. So with that said, <laughs> Natalie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast, Anna Maria. Absolutely. No, thank you for taking the time. I know we've tried to schedule our time together for this interview and life has gotten in the way, but we finally made it happen and that's what matters. So with absolutely. that, Natalie, huh? I said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the whole pandemic got in the way, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that is right. This was at the beginning of the pandemic when you and I were trying to interview. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. It feels like it's been so long, um, but it really hasn't. But okay. All right, girls. So let's get to this. Um, so tell the audience, first of all, I know I gave them your bio, right? Uh, where, what, where's your company at right now? 
what's happening? Well, I think that's kind of like the neat thing about where we're at now and like the time in life that we're at, right? Like if we would have done this podcast in March when it was planned, I would have told you my company's based out of Miami, right? North Miami. I had a physical office, but through this whole pandemic, I've actually had to learn how to run everything virtual. I closed down the office and I honestly, I work from home. And I think that's one of the really, really cool things that um, has brought upon with, you know, all the changes that have been going on. Uh, I run a real estate company that's completely 100% virtual. Um, 80% of my team is overseas. And, and we make it happen. We make it happen. We're in South Florida and North Carolina. and We're going nationwide this next year, 2021. Wow, that is amazing. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I remember we spoke at the beginning of the year and you were mentioning some expansions and whatnot, but it wasn't there yet. And so you were able to make it happen. And I'm sure maybe even a lot easier than you thought uh, yeah. during the pandemic. So, yeah. wow. Okay, that's awesome. So um, tell us, you know, you just mentioned a team, right? You have a team of 80 people, what did you say? 80% of your team. So how many people are in your team right now? Right now, I have 10 people on my team. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, before I want us, I want you to take us back and tell us about your story. However, I do want to mention, because I remember when we met, um, you know, your, your passion was to be able to be in real estate and to be able to, you know, help families who are in a bad situation financially, who are probably in foreclosure, losing their homes and not necessarily being like the typical investor who comes and says, Hey, let me buy your property. Bye. See you later. Um, sort of thing really. And that's where your name comes from deals with dignity. And right. so. Are, is that is that still happening? I mean, is your business still focused on that, on on being able to not only help families financially um, uh, with with their homes? Just explain about that. And is that still going on? <laughs> so originally, when we started the company, um, we started as a real estate investment company that would give back. We would do a profit share with the clients. But what would happen is, um, as I grew, like after the second year, it, that became really, really difficult. And especially with a lot of the families just like moving around and just losing touch and on their side too, right? So what we turned it into is just like we give a lot more to the community. I donate a lot of money as well. We do like, for example, we just did a, a turkey giveaway right now. Thanksgiving just passed away. We're just going to do a toy drive for Christmas. So it's been more like community driven where we just give a lot more back to the community. Love it. Love it. All right. Awesome. Well, there you guys have it. You guys uh, have just heard where Natalie is at today. But even though she's reached certain, you know, so many levels of success, she still has challenges. And we're going to learn about that. But Natalie, take us back. Take us back to your childhood and um, how Natalie came about. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Colombia. I was born in Colombia, right? Um, and it's kind of like where my story starts, you know. Um, when I was a baby, I was six months old. My father passed away. He was murdered. You know, it was just like really, really tough times in in Colombia in the 90s. And, you know, for my mom, it was really hard, you know. I was born out of wedlock, right? My father was married. Um, his wife, when he passed away, took absolutely everything. Um, and, 
like, let's just call it what it is. My mom was the mistress at the time, right? We were left with absolutely nothing. Um, and so my mom had to, you know, like raise me in the best way that she could, you know, Thankfully, I have a big family and we're very loving and she they were there to support us. But, you know, I grew up always seeing my mom. Like I remember being like three and four years old, like seeing her work so freaking hard, you know. And, um, you know, fast forward a little bit. She meets my dad, my stepdad. But for me, he's my real dad. I love him to death. Like that is my father. And um, we move here. They get married and we move here. We move to West Palm Beach, Florida. And, you know, like growing up, I grew up seeing my parents like, you know, doing cleaning jobs. My mom worked at the airport overnight. She would clean during the day. The same thing with my dad. Um, They would take like handyman jobs on and off. And it's like, you know, you growing up, seeing your parents like almost struggle and like just work so hard. Like that's really I would think like what like made that fire inside of me to just be better you know so I started working when I was 14 my first job I remember was at a dry cleaner and um then from there you work at 14 I'm sorry you were were hired at 14 yeah cash job you know you look look a bit older they don't ask questions Okay. <laughs> yep. I was, I remember I, I was 14 years old. I would get five, paid $5 an hour cash. I would work after school and on the weekends. Awesome. So, you know, um, I kept doing that until I started babysitting at 16. And then that's when I like had this idea to start like a babysitting agency. And so that's what I would do. I would find, I would match parents with babysitters and all my friends were the babysitters. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so I just kind of like it started. I would like ha- I would be booked as a babysitter, and I'd be like, "Hey, but my friend can babysit," you know. So I kind of like did that for a while, and um, after that, you know, I just kept like trying different hustles. I was the type of girl that like I would like buy phones, sell them. I would like I I would like find a car that was a good price, resell it to someone else, like anything to just make a little bit of money, you yeah. know? Yeah. Totally. And um, I went to school. I went to school. I got my bachelor's degree. Um, and for me, like honestly, like I always knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur because like. I wasn't a very good employee at all. Like I was always late. I would always get an attitude. Like I just wasn't for me. Like for me, it was just like, just tell me what I have to do. I have to like, I'll get it done, but don't tell me to be, don't tell me what to do, you know? <laughs> um, and, you know, I went to school, I got my bachelor's, but really like, like my bachelor's degree was for my mom. You know, I'm the first to graduate from even high school in my family. And I had promised my mom that if she brought me to the States, I was going to give her my diploma. So I did that. Um, and, you know, at that time, I was like, what, 2020? Um, when I graduated, I started a shoe store. I mean, at that time, people would say, like, follow your passion, you know? And I was just like, well, I like, I, I like fashion. I like shoes. So I'm going to start a shoe store. Well, I mean... <laughs> very quickly reality set in and I was just like wait I think I like wearing the shoes I don't think I like selling, selling the shoes you know <laughs> it, it, oh my god like it, so yeah. let me ask you this how did you get this started I mean did you have family help you did you have what money saved like how did you get inventory how did you make it happen so 
during this whole time that I'm going to school, um, right around, I would say like the age of 17, 18, I started bartending. So I would bartend at the nightclubs. Um, I would bartend at the nightclubs. I would do bottle service. So it's all like cash money. And I've always been like really good with my money. Plus remember I do like at this time, I'm like selling cell phones, selling cars when I can babysitting agency. So like, I always had that goal in mind, like just save, 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 save. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where I got my money from to start. And where did you get those, um, learning patterns of just save, save, save? My mom, my mom and my dad. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. They, right. so how long did that, they, how long did that business last? That business lasted for a year and a half. Okay. So did you it, end up with like hundreds of shoes or, or what'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So like, so the business was doing good, but one thing that I've really had to learn through my years is patience. And at that time I had none. Um, I had no patience. And then it, you know, when we started the first year and I had to work Thanksgiving, Black Friday, uh, Christmas, New Year's, I was just like, whoa, right? Because I'm a small business. I'm the one working most of the time, right? I go to sleep, I come back. And right around that time, I got the opportunity to invest in a property. It was actually a mobile home. And I bought the mobile home, right? And like right around like the first couple months, I would say two, three months when I started getting that money and I would see like, wait, I'm clearing like 600 to $800, right? And I'm not even there. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, there's something wrong. Like there's something going on here and we, we got to we gotta fix this, something. So I was just like, I, I'm not doing retail anymore. I'm just going to go full on into real estate. I'm going to replicate this. At the time I was buying mobile homes and I would rent them out by the room. That's how I would make my money. So how old were you when you bought your first mobile home? I was, um, I was like 21, 2021. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And then so like, I felt like I struck gold at this time. Like I was just like, whoa, like I can make 600 to 800 bucks and I only got to be there on the first of the month, you know? So I was just like, I'm just going to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Like I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. I need about eight to 10 of them. And that's what I started doing. Yeah, that's kind of like I got out of the shoe store business. I still kept doing like a lot of distributions um, to like I would have clients in Jamaica, the Bahamas, Venezuela and Colombia, and I would wholesale to them. But after I liquidated, like I sold everything that I had, I was done. And that's so is that around when you and I met? No. So when you and I met, I kept doing this, right? I was in West Palm. I kept doing it, I would say for about um, like two to three years. And then I was just like, okay, I need something bigger. And for me, that was Miami. So that's when I moved to Miami. And that's when me and you met. Got it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we've heard your background, we've heard, you know, some of the initial challenges, which sounds like, you know, you were so small that it really didn't affect you. I'm assuming you had, you have your dad today, right? So you grew up with your dad. Um, now you have always been taught to save, right? So you, you were given, you had that advantage. Okay. However, you're still human. 
right? And you still have fears and you still have challenges and you still have doubts. And so tell us, you know, um, your business, it's now going, you are a team of one as you started. What were some of your biggest challenges and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so right around, I would say about, you know, two years ago, through all this time, I'm working by myself, right? Like I'm managing by myself, I am doing sales, I'm finding clients, um, I'm doing everything by myself. And there's a huge difference in between you being a one man show, and then you, you building a team. And I think I waited so long, right? I'm 29 years old now. Um, so I started when I was 27, right? I waited six years to really make like a formal business that runs somewhat without me, right? And I mean, a, a lot of that is because like, I just didn't feel like, like I was good enough. Like I felt like, like I wasn't good enough to like teach what I have or like, you know, hold a team. I felt very insecure as far as like my ability to to sustain a team and to be able to pay them. You know, one of the biggest fears was like, am I going to have enough money to pay employees? Right. Yeah. So that was a very big um, like mindset setback that I had just that like that whole that whole feeling of like not feeling worthy enough, not feeling good enough, even though you're doing all these things, right? Looking back and like, I can talk about it at the time. I felt like I wasn't doing anything. I yeah. felt like. I can. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a really, really sad feeling, you know, to see like everyone else grow around you and you just feel like so different inside. Right. And then it's also like, putting up that persona that everything is okay. I think, I think that's like the most heartbreaking part, you know, that like nobody knows that's going on. Yeah. And you know what? I, I love that you're mentioning that because the truth of the matter and one of the main reasons why God put this podcast in my heart was because there's a huge need to share the truth, right? To share the challenges and, and, and the, and the, the challenges that we deal with. It doesn't matter what age, what level of success, you know, what what industry you're in or whatnot. We tend as human beings, and I don't even know why, but we tend to underestimate ourselves and overestimate everyone else. And so um, I, you know, as you're talking about this, it, it really is taking me back to when I also just launched my agency. Now, this is not my first rodeo, guys. Uh, Natalie knows, but even before Natalie, I had tried another time. So anyhow, I have a story of perseverance, okay? It's the third time I said, you know what, I'm going to jump again. But again, what really holds us back is that fear because, you know, I can do it and I can manage me and I can get things done. But what I do, is it worth it enough for bring somebody else and, and to be part of? And so, you know, uh, for me, I had to really trust and, and, and seek, you know, seek for, you know, for, for God's answers for me personally, it was really getting in touch with my faith and God and, and really just trusting the process and being in tune with with my spirit and who I am. And so I would love to hear, you know, 
what was it when, when, like, how did you say, okay, I'm going to hire the first person, you know, how did you overcome that talk of, well, I'm not good enough, or, you know, can I do this? For me, um, the first thing I did, I, I hired an assistant, right? So like, I tried delegating everything. It's, it's, funny but I tried to delegate everything I was good at so then I was left with everything I wasn't good at <laughs> as dumb as that sounds <laughs> um so I would delegate because I was really good at training what I was good at right so then yeah. when it came to like okay like I need I like I I can't handle this anymore not only that but putting yourself in the situation of every day getting up and doing something that like is not your zone of genius yeah, it, it, it's very it's tiresome, you know, so I hired a person, my assistant, and he would handle like all like the marketing, all the administrative work. And I was doing sales and I really like doing sales. Right. But at the same time, like being in real estate, I've always said this, like you need to be very, very tough. And as a woman with your feminine energy, right? Especially with the type of clients that I'm dealing with, a lot of the clients I'm dealing with are going through very financial, like a lot of financial distress. A lot of them are passing away. Um, you're dealing with families that are going through divorce. Like all that energy transfers to you, mm -hmm. right? And especially at this time, I'm going to see these families in their homes, right? I would come back so worn out. So, for me, in my head, I was just like, how am I going to delegate this to someone else when, like, I know I'm feeling this tired? And that's where it's at, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, you know? Um, the way that I went about it, I mean, honestly, I had no other choice but to get my first office and hire my first sales agent. So I did. And he did really good off the bat. And so then how that, did it take you to like overcome that self-talk and say, okay, that's not true. Like, I mean, was it, you saw like, you're like, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> I would say probably like a year after I hired him. Okay. Probably a year after I hired him, because even though I had someone that was helping me with sales, I still felt like I, my job was to be there and be it too. So I was doing both at the, at one point, like, I was, like I was doing everybody's job and it's like, okay, what are you running a team for? So yeah, it wasn't until I, what I hired him for about a year that I was just like, okay, I need to let that go and focus on expanding markets, which is when I went into North Carolina and started buying there. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Wow. Um, I just, it's amazing to hear your story and it's amazing, um, you know, as I listen to you because I'm just like one of us, right? Our listeners, you, like, you know, we, they're so, it, it, it's funny because we, we don't, we don't look back. We forget, right? Like the challenges that have been presented in our lives and how with just patience and time and allowing ourselves to receive or to look at things differently or giving ourselves an opportunity pretty much, right? Giving us ourselves the opportunity to, to see what's on the other side. Yeah. I know for me, I do not want to reach my deathbed regret, regret, uh, regret, uh, regretting <laughs> the things that I didn't do because of fear 
or whatever it was. And so, and that's our mission. So, um, <clears throat> wow, Natalie. Okay. So you have a team now. Um, you're doing great. You're making tons of money, building wealth, right? And then there was another moment in your life. Yeah. So as you're growing, right, as I'm going growing through all of this, like there's still that like thought in the back of my head. And I'm to this day, I like I can't tell you who put it there or what put it there, but it's like this this feeling of like un, unworthiness and like not good enough. And like literally everyone would be so happy except for me. It was just like, it was, it, it was such a tough time. And, and I almost say like a tough, like I, I remember having that feeling when I turned 20, right. And I'm 29 right now. And it wasn't until the end of last year, beginning of this year that I got to the point that I got so sick and tired of the self-talk of the negative self-talk like it it was like having a nagging husband like just talking 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 down to you except that it was myself you know and it it was toxic It, it was it was horrible and I remember um in the beginning of the year like January 1st um I was just like literally I was in bed feeling horrible like right like that whole emotional feeling of it's a new year and the same shit again sorry is there no cussing (laughs) (laughs) so it's a new year and you know the same thing again right and I just like I got to the point where there was nobody that could get me out of bed I was like fast forward three days later I'm still in bed like I don't nothing right that really was just like all time low until like I got tired of that feeling and one of the things that I did is I was like okay we're gonna write down everything that I am tired of and I literally wrote for hours and pages and pages and pages and then what I did after that was I started googling I started Googling like how to get rid of this, how to get rid of feeling unworthy, how to get feeling, uh, you know, get rid of depression, really, you know, what it was. And I promised myself this year, 2020, that there was anything that would I would accomplish for this year is that I would get over that mindset. I put aside making money. I put aside anything that didn't have to do with, you know, myself, my mindset, that negative self-talk. And one of the, the exercises that I would say really like changed my life is writing down uh, life identity based goals. Um, and do you want me to go kind of like, yes, I love that. So life identity based goals are, so instead of you saying like, I want to make $100,000 by the end of 2020. You write down what the, ty- the type of person that you need to be in order to get that. So, you know, if that's your goal, then you're, you know, maybe the type of person you need to be is I'm the type of person that um, likes to do sales. I'm the type of person that wakes up early. I'm the type of person that, um, you know, um, works out, whatever that is. I'm the type of person that eats healthy. Um, I'm the type of person that uh, motivates others, right? So it's not, now it's not a hundred thousand dollars. And really like our goals are only based to, are only attached to our feelings, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like you see people that are super rich and miserable and you see people that don't have much and are the happiest. I honestly, I love money, right? But I'd rather be the person that's happy. And that's what Life Identity Based Goals really did for me. Now, I would say like I wrote those down, right? And it came out to at least 20. And the main thing um, that really helped me is repeating them every day. I also created morning habits. So every day before I even check my phone, I would repeat these goals. I would repeat them every morning. And it was very slow to see the change at, you know, at a month I was tired of repeating them and nothing was changing. It wasn't until about like June, July, that my subconscious just completely shifted. Amen. Yeah. Night and day, night and day. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's really what, like that repetition and focusing, um, that was, that is really what has helped me change my mindset and my team's mindset, because I also do these with my team. So let me ask you this, now that you have a different mindset, um, how do you feel and what has changed around you? Oh, girl. (laughs) So my mindset changes, right? Um, At that point, I had three rentals, right, that I've had forever. Um, This is right about June. Um, I get presented my first portfolio of 24 units. I don't know, the universe just kind of works in that way. (laughs) Yeah, and I get presented that and, and, and I buy them. So I'm at 27, right? And then like... um. Comes October, I get presented another 16 units and I buy them. And within a year, I got 40 units, 40 multifamily rental units. Wow. So whether it was the mindset or not, but let's see, I think that it is. I think that it is because we, what we believe, we attract, right? So if we believe certain things about ourselves, we're not going to attract certain things because of our beliefs, right? Absolutely. Right. So what you did was that you let go of that negative talk of those obstacles to allow yourself to simply be and receive. Yeah, let go. And I and I let God and I I really I attribute it everything to the mindset shift because I'm sure I had been offered projects before. And my mindset was just like, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. That's too big. How am I going to handle that? Yeah. (laughs) So absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's a complete mindset shift because I've done this before. Um, When I moved to Miami, I was working for a real estate firm and I was managing 93 units that I would do all by myself. So I've done it before. You know, 93 units all over Miami. It wasn't one one whole portfolio, which like if you're in real estate, 93 single units scattered is 10 times harder than one building with 93 units. So I I had done it before. I just mindset. And it's it's so important. So, Natalie, what would you tell um, our listeners who perhaps are in the middle or have a desire 
to do something or a lot of opportunities have been presented to them and they just don't take them because of their fear or maybe they're right now trying to decide of or they're tired they're listening to you and they're like oh my gosh i am so tired of this negative self-talk of this mindset you know um what would you tell them to encourage them uh to because at the end of the day it's a choice we either stay in it or we allow ourselves to go through the pain to figure it out. Right, right. I mean, there's two types of people, right? There's the type of person that gets up and goes about their day. And we all have these thoughts that go through our head, right? Most people don't do anything about them. Most people just let them go. And it's just another day in their life until you die, right? Very similar to like what you were saying, like, the whole reason, the why for this podcast is that whole fear of, you know, you, you know, overcoming your fears and helping other people overcome their fears, right? Not sitting on your deathbed and be like, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. So I think that, that that's one of the most important things is overcoming that self-talk and, and not believing in yourself, right? And I think with the most important part is that it doesn't matter what your background is. You can have everything and you can have nothing. And you can still be in a situation of having that feeling of not good enough, not being motivated, um, not feeling that you can do it, right? So I would say like, that's the first thing you got to focus on. Make sure that you're okay. Because right now I feel like where I'm at, I'm about to 10x what I got going on. So whatever I didn't do in the past 10 years, I feel like I'm going to do it in the next year. Right. And it's yeah. all because of that mindset shift. So if there's anything like that is the most important for me, I recommend the life identity based goals because that is what has helped me. The life identity based goals, writing them down. And then it's not so much writing them down. Right. Because there's so much self-help, you know, exercises that you can do. Right. But it's the right. repetition waking up every morning and before the rest of the world you know, get started before the rest of your world gets started, right? Before the kids come in, before Instagram starts going, before you got to come into work, like just repeating those, right? Giving yourself those two to five minutes to just repeat them. And that's also like, when I don't feel good, I go back to those goals and I just repeat them and I repeat them out loud. You can also repeat them in front of the mirror and they just become that more powerful, right? It's like levels, level one, you repeat it in your head, level two, you repeat it out loud, level three, you do it in the mirror. <laughs> and, and, and it's just like the magic is in the focus and in the repetition. It's not about just doing it once. Right. So for me, I didn't do 10 different things. I did that one thing for a good seven months. Right. Until finally something changed and not giving up. Right. Like if you are trying that exercise, right? And I can tell you it worked for me and I was in a really, really dark place. Um, not giving up, it, it's about doing it and releasing the outcome. Like whatever, I'm just going to do it, right? right? And I know this because I have um, I, I have a, a girl that works for me and she was going through a lot of the same things that I was going through and they've helped her too, you know? They've yeah. helped her too. She's been with me, Um I think for about six months, six to eight months, and they, they've helped her exponentially too. So it's not it's it's the focus in in the repetition and doing them over and over again. Um, aside from that, like if you're in that in that place, another thing that I do is I write down my vision. So I write down like my uh, my personal vision, right, and then my company vision, and I make it very very near and dear to my heart. Like I make it like I get very specific, like. 
your vision? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Right? Like when you, mm-hmm. when you walk in, what does it smell like? Does it smell like roses? Does it smell like perfume? Um, your car, you got a new car. What does your new car smell like? Right? What color is it? And that, the, that's another set of like, um, uh, exercises that I do as well. I read them every morning, like in between my visions and my life identity based goals, I'm there for a good 15 minutes just reading <laughs> because That's they've awesome. gotten that long, but they're so good. Like I'm addicted to them. That's awesome. You've, you've made it part of your everyday life. And um, that's really, you know, it's, I, I love when we learn how to overcome, you know, whatever is in front of us, because it's not, it's not something that we're going to overcome just once. Again, we are living, breathing human beings and life happens every day, right? And so with that said, you know, you fix it one time. Okay, great. But then it's building that muscle. It's, 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 it's being able to create a routine to create a consistency so that it's always, you know, your toolbox is always there. Right. And, and when I talk about toolbox, it's like being able, you know, your tools that you use to help you like, you know, every day you want to make sure that you're taking out your tools to 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 make sure that you're putting the right information in your brain to make sure that, you know, you're 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 doing what you got to do to to start the day in, in the right mindset and focus on the possibilities and not on on what cannot be. Right. Um, so with that, you know. It's just, I just had a blank moment, by the way. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It happens all the time. Um, But yeah, dude, it's building a muscle. That's really what it's all about. It's building that muscle and it's making it part of your life. Just like we learned, you know, and this is what I tell people, you know, we tend to separate things, but if the same way, you know, you learn when you were born, you were not. Uh, it wasn't part of your life to brush your teeth every day, right? But the more you did it and you did it and your parents were on top of you and they, you were being forced mm-hmm. when you were big, you know what I'm saying? And the more and the more you do it, it's just, it's part of life. It's what you do. And so um, that same, you know, th- that that same, we become humans and, and, and we gain, we work, we work on patterns. Like we carry a pattern and that carries through everything else. And so, um our mindset, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we also need to, it's also continuously growing. It's a life, right? Therefore Mm -hmm. we have to give it, you know, the time and, and, and the training and the adjusting and the, you know, um, getting right with it because life also happens in our head. Life happens everywhere. (laughs) Right. Right. So And then also like having that toolkit, right? So sometimes like at our best time, it's the best time to write about what our backup plan is when we're at our worst time. So for example, like I have a list of things that I do um, that I have them written down. And if I feel bad, I I resort to them, but I have them written down because when you're at that moment, they're not feeling all that good. You don't remember (laughs) what it is that you're supposed to do. So to have it written down and having that preparation is, is key. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, about as far as um, the goals that you talked about, what is it? The life, life identity based goals, the life identity based goals. So if any, any of our listeners are interested uh, in learning more about those and how to how to they can start implementing 
um, and shifting their mindset? Yes. So I actually, I have a template that I use. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I have a link in my bio and you can sign up for my email list and right on there, I'll know that it's coming from you guys. Um, because I just made the link for you and, um, and I'll send out the template. I'll send out, it'll come with directions. It'll come with, uh, the actual template because it, the template is, I am the type of girl. I am the type of woman. I am the type of man, right? Um, And I'll send you some examples, the directions and the template as well. Awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I include that link. I'm going to take it also um, just for our other listeners. If they get lost or whatever, I want to make sure that the link, they have it on our video as well as uh, the podcast audio once is out. Um, So... Okay, that's amazing. Thank you for doing that. Um, So you guys heard, if you want to learn more about this goals, which I just forgot what they're called, again. (laughs) (laughs) Life identity-based goals. And I do them for myself, and I do them also for my team. You know, and I think that's the biggest, that's the, that's been the biggest help for them too, right? Because if I'm going to have a team, I feel like it's, if you have a team, it's your duty to make sure that your team is better every single day, both in, you know, at work, but in their own personal life, you know? So I have my team write down their goals. They practice them on their own. We also have like team life identity based goals that we, we recite them every day in our sales calls and it works. It works. Awesome. And so if you are, if you already have a team, you know, our listeners right now, you can also like Natalie is doing, you know, if you are looking, because I love, I love what you just said, you know, it's so important as leaders that we feed, you know, our team with, with information or with, or we give them tools, um, you know, to continue to help their growth because we should still be growing at all times. And so um, if you have a team and you, or you just started a team, um, or you're having challenges with your team, you know, this is a great strategy to start implementing so that you build that stronger relationship with your team, because it's not all about work, you know, our every area, you know, all areas of our lives affect one another. And so it is, you know, as as leaders, we are, you know, our job, our role is to make sure that we are providing our team with the tools that they need, so that they can do their best, feel their best, and gain their best, right? Absolutely. This is for all of you. You're starting a team. You don't have a team. You're dealing with your own self-talk. This is great. So thank you, Natalie. I really, really appreciate um, that information. I appreciate your time here with us. Um, this was a great, great conversation. You and I haven't spoken in so long, so I feel like this was just perfect. It's <laughs> perfect, like before and after, like testimony. Like we haven't spoken in how many years, so yeah. I love it. And thank you so much. And God's timing is always perfect. I feel mm-hmm. like if it would have happened then. When we were planning it, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have this story to tell now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love to see your growth. I love to see you on social media and see what you're doing. I admire you. I think I need to give you a call because as I am preparing and and, and organizing my finances, I'm looking to invest next year as well. Um, So, you know, who better than a woman and you? (laughs) 
Thank you so much. And I am here to help. Guys, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Nati Buys Homes. That's spelled N A T Y B U Y S Homes, H O M E S. And DM me. I always write back. Yes, yes, please. Awesome. All right, girl. Well, before I let you go, I want people to know two or three things about you personally. So I'm going to just shoot three questions. Real quick. Favorite movie? White Chicks. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite book? Um... Oh my God, what is his name? Michael Singer. It's, um, I gotta look it up. But it is my favorite book, which is bad, right? It's, it happens. I'm like, oh, I know that. And then I just forget it and it goes blank. So you're good. Um, favorite food? Uh, Colombian food. Colombian? <laughs> yeah, empanadas. Colombian empanadas. <laughs> Love it. And then what's the best place that you visited, meaning like you just fell in love with? The best place that I visited. I think Thailand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, I found the book. It's uh The Untethered Soul. The un what? Untethered Soul. Okay. Who's the writer? Michael Allen Singer. I read this book when I first first starting this journey in the beginning of the year and it was a complete game changer for me. Awesome. It talks about it's about um it talks about like you know uh, why we're on on this world why we are living in this world um, our self talk living in the present um, yeah it's it's kind of a, it's a little bit spiritual but it, it it's a beautiful read and it, it'll change your life awesome I'm definitely gonna look it up I would love to read that book all right well there you guys have it thank you so much for those of you who uh, just tuned in live with us. And if you are watching the recording of this video, of course, make sure that you go ahead and check out Natalie. I'm going to have the link here um, just in case to be able to download the document uh, and the way that the strategy and the platform or, you know, that Natalie has set um, for anybody who's interested on gaining, you know, the same freedom that she's been able to gain for herself, which is self-talk negative self-talk um all right well natalie i wish you the best thank you and i look forward to talking to you soon we will we will keep in touch call me absolutely all right guys thank you for tuning in to another episode of the confident closers if you want to learn more about your host Anna Maria, just go visit Anna Maria Sanin, one N, A-N-A. You can spell it backwards and forward the same. AnnaMariaSanin.com. It will be here as well. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to Confident Closers. We hope you gleaned some insight and find a way to take action and make a positive change in your life today. Not tomorrow, not someday. Now is the time. Learn about Anna Maria's latest projects and get social on Facebook at Confidence Closers, on Instagram at The Confident Closer. Until next time, keep that chin up, walk tall, and support the women in your life to do the same. Because together, we are strong. Thanks for listening.